Welcome to Fortress of Faith with Tom Wallace, calling North America to repentance and revival. Well, we want to welcome you back once again to the Corner of Truth and Courage. Yesterday I was sharing with you uh, some details about a report that just came out, a survey that was done back in March but just released by Lifeway, conducted by Legionnaire Ministries. And they have found, after polling over 3,000 Americans and one-third of these groups of this group, uh, claims to be what we would probably identify as evangelicals. Now, that's a very loose term. Some might say Protestants and so on. Apparently now 30% of evangelicals say that Jesus was a good teacher, good person, maybe even a prophet, but not God. So a growing number of Christians in evangelical circles are not identifying Jesus as God. Now, folks, uh, (laughs) this is concerning news, and it is a poor commentary on the pulpits of America of how poor doctrine is being taught from the pulpits. And we must put the blame there. Now, some of the blame belongs on those sitting in the pews for not listening, because I I do know <laughs> from years of being in the ministry that you can teach and teach and teach uh, the Word of God and give the whole counsel of God's Word. And just because you're teaching it doesn't mean that people in your congregation are getting it. Sometimes we come to church and we check our brains at the door and we just kind of clock in, do our spiritual duty, and we're just hearers, and some are not even hearers. <laughs> some are sleeping, they're not paying attention, and really following the Word of God. And so it's important that we address these issues. But also in that poll, yeah. You know, by the way, yesterday, if you want to catch yesterday's broadcast, which you can always do by going online at fortressoffaith.com, fortressoffaith.com, and you can listen to past broadcasts. We kind of dealt with, because this is a charge that Muslims bring out. You know, they deny the deity of Jesus Christ as well. And so when we deal with Muslims and evangelism, this is usually a debate, an argument that we have to cover. So it's one that, you know, I have to be well versed in. But what's surprising, though, is that many of you Christians out there may be listening here today probably couldn't put together a few verses out of the Bible to conclusively prove that Jesus was God, that he at least claimed to be God. I shared with you yesterday in in the broadcast at least four times, maybe five times, that we can see Jesus was accused of blasphemy. Four of those five times, he's clearly explaining that he's God. He's using language that they understood as him claiming to be God. You're trying to make yourself equal with God. You're uh, you're forgiving man's sins. Only God can forgive man's sins. And, and Jesus explained, you know, I said it that way, so you'd know that I have the power to forgive sins. Why? Because he's God. And so we, we covered that yesterday. And these are powerful verses 
powerful places in the Bible that God's words speak for himself, Jesus to speak for himself, that he claimed to be God. Now let me give you some other passages. And by the way, one we'll deal with. Uh, Because also in this report, 65% of evangelicals believe that Jesus is the first created being of God, that God created Jesus, that Jesus is a created being. This is another worrisome issue. And and again, it, it deals with the incarnation, the deity of Jesus Christ. Because if Jesus was created, then how could he be God? So let's deal with that here in today's broadcast. I'm going to jump into that one first. And then if we have time, we'll get into other basic passages that are often referred to uh, when we deal with the deity of Jesus Christ and the Trinity. We'll, We'll get into that as well a little later. But let's deal with the firstborn. And uh, wh- where do people get this from? Well, it, come from the, it comes from the passage in Colossians. Colossians chapter 1 and verse number 15. And it speaks of, of Jesus, who is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of every creature. And so this term, the firstborn, is being used of Jesus. Now, we know that Jesus was the firstborn child of Mary. Now, of course, uh, Joseph wasn't his father. They were betrothed. Uh, They were engaged. They had not known each other uh, sexually. It's important that we understand that because Joseph was not the father of Jesus. Never has the Bible ever tried to claim Joseph as his father because God, the father, he's that Jesus is begotten, not of Joseph, but begotten of God through Mary. He's of the seed of God in the seed of woman, Mary. And so through the miracle of what we call the virgin birth, God placed the seed in Mary and without mankind, without sexual relations there. And thus we had a miracle, miraculous birth. So we know that Jesus is the firstborn there of Mary. But that's not what it's saying. The firstborn of every creature. The firstborn of every creature. So what does that mean? Does that mean that Jesus was born, created? Like you and I are created beings, but he was created maybe a little special, a little different. What does that verse mean? Well, let's follow that verse because it will tell us, it tells us more than just lifting that verse and not looking at its context. You'll get all mixed up. Now, the actual word, Greek word, is prototokos, prototokos. It could mean there's two areas to this. You could call someone the first in line, the firstborn, or that they're first in preeminence, that they are, uh, that they have the preeminent place, being called the firstborn, but they not necessarily are it. For example, David's youngest son was Solomon. We find in Psalms 89 that he was the prominent, the the one who had the preeminence and became king, 
And he is called in Psalms 89, and although he was the last of the children born to David, he was called the firstborn. So just because the title or the name firstborn is given to someone doesn't necessarily mean that they are the first in the line, but they could be first in preeminence. And that's exactly what is being brought out here in Colossians Unless you look at the context, verse 16. For by him, who we're talking about, Jesus Christ, verse 15, for uh, uh, who is the image of the, uh, who is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of every creature, for by him were all things created. If, and, and, and my point is, is that G, if Jesus was created, how can he be the creator? Because we're told in verse number 16 that the firstborn, the preeminent one, is the one who created all things. And we find this also mentioned in John and other places about Jesus Christ, which we'll, if we have time, we'll get into that. And let me continue reading. For in him were all things created that are in heaven and that are in earth, visible and invisible, Whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things were created by him and for him. And this next bit, verse 17, is very interesting. And he is before all things. So if he's for the firstborn, how can he be before all things? Okay. And before all things, and by him all things consist. Let me take some time to talk about that word consist. Um, apparently, we uh, scientists haven't figured this out, and, and I don't have my notes in front of me for this there and to get to the actual terms of these things. But on the molecular structure, when you get down to the cells and the molecules of, uh, of our being, apparently, you know, you've got protons and neutrons, protons, positive positive charge, neutron, negative charge. And, and so, you know, they, they have these things, and, and you get the two together, they push apart from each other, don't they? you got to have the opposites for them to attract and to stick like a magnet and so on there. But you put two of these protons in the same layer of a cell within the nucleus of a cell. Uh, apparently, we've got these protons together, and they're always pushing apart. And scientists have not been able to figure out there is something, something invisible that they haven't figured this out yet that is holding these things together. Within your body, there's billions of these uh, molecules. And within these molecules are protons, and they're within the same nucleus, in the same ring, and they're pushing apart from each other, and they can't figure out how they stay together how they don't push and keep pushing apart. And and there's something that's holding them together. The Bible says that by him all things consist. That word, that that uh, prefix of the word con, same, same, we also get that in concrete or congregate or connect or confederate. In other words, it brings it together and holds it together. They consist God holds them together. And when Muslims ask me this question, 
how can Jesus, how can God die? If Jesus died on the cross and if he was God, how could God die? And, and so my explanation to them is this, because of the Trinity, without the Trinity, we would have disaster. But because of the Trinity, we have it all working together. Because when Jesus died on the cross, he proved his humanity by his death, but his resurrection proved his deity. But when he died, if God had died and you didn't have the other members of the Trinity still there functioning and acting and doing their job and holding all things together, this world would have exploded. I mean, there'd been nothing to have held us together. And so we see the beauty of God's creation, the beauty of God's word, and the harmony of how it all fits together, that we had God who took on flesh, the incarnate one. And I didn't get into the passages of that. We'll cover that, I guess, tomorrow. Um, But uh, you you and I, as Christians, we need to be skilled in the word to be able to give an answer to defend the truth to give the apologetics to hold the truth in front of those who challenge it so that god's word can still remain strong and god's truth remains strong in us and that others will come to know the truth of jesus christ as you and i know him well that's going to have to be it for today but we'll cover more on this topic on the apologetics of the deity of Jesus Christ. So join us as we meet again at the corner of truth and courage. God bless you.